Father, as we come to your word now, Holy Spirit, once again, would you speak to us as only you can inspire us, build our faith, strengthen us, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness ruled by Satan, 1 John 5, 19. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. If you want to know why the world's a mess, it's because it's under the sway of Satan, all right? Then there's a kingdom of God, and God makes a difference between those in both kingdoms. Let's go to Exodus 8, verse 22 and verse 23. We read this. In that day, I'll set apart the land of Goshen, that's God's people, in which my people dwell, that no swarm of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference. Everyone say that. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And then in Exodus 9, verse 4, it says, The Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel, the children of God. You'll all know how often you read of earthquakes and disasters and how Christians were spared or God watched over it, which it would be great if that was always the case, and I can't say it is, but more often than not, God is at work doing something. And you know, as members of the kingdom of God, we need to exercise faith and trust that God will watch over us and take care of us and bless us. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, 13 and 14. We read these unbelievable words. You're going to see four truths here. 13 and 14. He has delivered us. Why don't you read it with me? Coming up on the slide. Is it coming? I'm not sure if it's coming up. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. From the, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. So when we give our lives to Jesus, there's four things that happen. One is that we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Who's glad about that? The world and those who are around us, everyone without God is walking in darkness. Your boss, your co-workers, your student friends, people in your family, if they're not saved, they're actually walking in darkness. They're going to stumble and they will Four, they don't really know what life is about. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're meant to be doing. They are walking in the dark. And no wonder, again, the world's in a mess because it's being run by people walking in the dark. How do you run a world when you're in total darkness? But when you get saved, you come out of darkness into light. Secondly, when we give our lives to Christ, we're delivered from slavery into freedom. It says that we have been, we have redemption. Redemption. Do you know what redemption actually means? It's a word used to release a slave or to buy something back which was in the power of someone else. You were in the power of Satan. You've been redeemed. You've been brought back out of slavery into freedom by the power of God. We have redemption. We're no longer slaves to sin and Satan whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You know, I'm more free today than I was when I got saved. How many of you would say the same about your own life? Whom the sun sets free. Isn't it great? 
And that freedom keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. Things that bothered me 20 years ago don't bother me anymore. It's the, the freedom that the emotional stress is a lot less than it used to be. I wish it was all gone, but it does continue to happen. Thirdly, we're delivered from the power of Satan to God. That's Acts 26, 18. And fourthly, we are now Philippians 3.20. Our citizenship is in heaven. Tell the person next to you, you're a citizen of heaven. Mm. Isn't that good? Isn't it good? Good to be a citizen of heaven. So we've been contrasting living in two different kingdoms. And first one, uh, in the kingdom of God, is peace, not fear. Kingdom of darkness is ruled by fear. And one thing you can expect is fear in your life to diminish as the years go by. Eternal life, not eternal death. The unsaved greatly fear death. But for Christians, it's a gateway. It's a doorway to heaven and to a life that's going to exceed your every hope, dream, and expectation. That's, what, that's the blessed hope waiting for us. Thirdly, we saw last week, it's health, not sickness. In the kingdom of God, we have access to healing power and the promises of God. Outside the kingdom of God, your only hope is the medical profession. And that's pretty good, but it's not enough. So there was a... A person in our church, we're told on, on a Thursday, a, few, a little while ago, it would be bypass surgery. On Friday, they were unsure uh, whether it would be surgery or angioplasty with stents. Many were set to praying. The person was brought back into the ward. There was no surgery. There was no stents, and the arteries were clear. Is our good God good or what? Who's glad they live in the kingdom of God? Everything changes. Everything changes. You're in a different world to those who are around you. We need to start to think like we're in another kingdom. We need to start to act like we're in another kingdom. We need to begin to believe like we're in another kingdom. So let's look at the whole area of finances because I know that interests a lot of people. If I was not saved, living in the kingdom of God, I would be concerned about finances and the future. But I don't worry about it all because I'm not in the kingdom of the world. I'm not subject to the economy of the world around us. As a citizen of another kingdom, I'm subject to the, the, uh, the state of the economy of God's kingdom. And the last I heard, God's kingdom is in good shape. The bank of heaven has never done better. The kingdom of God is expanding and it is prosperous all over the globe. You know, interest rates may go up or down, there may be a housing boom. They may go up or down. There could be an economic slump. There could be a re recession. That doesn't concern me. Why? Because my God shall take care of me. I don't live in the kingdom of darkness. I live in the kingdom of God. I'm subject to the economy of God's kingdom. So we need to think financially like we're in the kingdom of heaven, not in the kingdom. Otherwise, you're going to be worried you're going to watch the papers every day and the interest rate's going to change, the housing prices are going to change, the economy's going to do this and the share market will do that and you're going to have a breakdown. Wouldn't it be great if there was a newspaper called the Kingdom of God News? Yeah. Forget the Herald, forget the Sunday Star Times. What about the Kingdom of God News? What do you think would be in it? Because that's our kingdom. I'll tell you some of the things would be in it. You'd read that there is a revival in Iran, in China, in Africa, and all across the globe. The Spirit of God is being poured out. You're going to read that Christianity is rapidly expanding. You're going to read endless stories of unbelievable miracles and healings that are happening every single day. 
There'll be no headlines of economic meltdown. There'll be no rocketing house prices, no job losses, no financial hardship, no poverty. You'd read that the economy was never better. Business is booming. Mansions in store for everyone. What would that do for your faith? If you read the kingdom of God news, because that's actually what's happening in your kingdom. Hello? We keep thinking what's happening in everyone else's kingdom. Forget it. We're not in it. We're in another kingdom. If you start to think like this, it's going to change your faith, and faith releases God's power. If you think you're in the kingdom of darkness, you'll live like it, you'll act like it, you'll believe like it, and you'll be subject to it. If you start thinking like you're in another kingdom, your faith will change, and God will begin to work on your behalf. So our job is to make sure we live according to the principles of the kingdom of God finances. Then the blessing for This is not just sort of a name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. No, no. You've got to live according to God's principles. So be generous. Every week, pay your tithes, your offerings. Care for the poor. Give to mission. As you do that, you don't have to fear your financial future. It's like you're sowing seed into the ground. It's going to be growing. When you need it, it'll be there for you to take care of you and to look after you. You see, God remains Jehovah Jireh, my provider, regardless of the world's economy. How many of you think God looks down at the world's economy and thinks, oh dear, how am I going to provide for my people when the economy is so bad? God's getting a headache and a migraine. Who reckons he would be? Who reckons he lives above the economy of the world? Yeah, he's unconcerned for it. Jehovah Jireh doesn't change depending on what's happening in our economy. It remains the same. Okay, let's go on to the whole area of protection because that interests us all. Let's go to Psalm 90. Are we all right this morning? Psalm 91. I want, to, I want to shift your thinking from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light because I think some of us are still living in that other kingdom even though we belong to another one. Psalm 91, 9 and 11 says, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Well, while the world lives in tremendous fear of danger and earthquakes and all tsunamis and all, all the rest of the stuff that's going on, we can enjoy peace as we look ahead. You say, well, how can we do that? Well, because God has his angels watching over us, but Psalm 119, 39, Psalm 139, 16 says this. Watch this. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they are written, the days fashioned for me. God's determined the number of your days. You got that? It's there in the Bible. It's written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. See, when we live according, and this is subject to living according to the kingdom of God principle, you can't live a life like you're not in the kingdom of God and then expect his protection, all right? You've got to live according to his principles. But if you do, so you passionately seek God to fulfill your calling, you know, you, you sacrifice, you're willing to, you know, do your best to serve God, then as you are passionately pursuing God's will for your life, and that's the key, you can be confident you can't pass from this world until your time is up. Because he's numbered your days. You've got a destiny. If you're pursuing that destiny, he's going to keep you till that destiny is complete. You see, some people say to me, how come you're prepared to go to places like Pakistan and Lahore and Karachi and Egypt and Cairo and all those different places? 
The only reason I go, friends, is because my thinking is I am, I'm in the kingdom of God. Yes. I'm not in the kingdom of the world, and my, I can't be taken until my time is up. Right. So it doesn't matter where on the planet I am, when my time's up, I'm gone. But if it's not up, it doesn't matter what part of the world I'm in, I can't be taken out. That's how I think, you see, friends. I think like I'm in the kingdom of God, subject to the fact that I passionately pursue God's call and God's will for my life. How often has God protected you? How many of you reckon God's protected you from accidents? I mean, it's just, it's just remarkable. He does it all the time. Adrian and I lived in the Philippines for three years, and I tell you, we had some scary, scary, scary moments. I remember flying in planes, and the plane would just drop like, you know, you just thought you were falling out of the sky, and you thought, man, this, my number is up. And I thought, God, I thought I hadn't fulfilled my call. Fortunately, God saved us and, and protected while I was on that. And that happened to me a number of times. Another time, I remember being on a bus going down a hill, and I thought, why isn't the sky slowing down? It just went faster and faster and faster. When we got to the bottom, I realized his brakes were not working. And I remember praying and saying, God, is this my day? Is this my time? You know, I confessed all my sins. I forgave all of you people here. I forgave all of you people here and said, God, I forgive the whole lot of them. God, I don't care what they've done. God, I'm ready. I was ready, but God wasn't ready. My time was not up. We don't have to fear. Let faith rise in your heart. Trust God, like the missionary family in, the, in, in, in Russia, there's a big snowstorm, vehicle slides off the road, there's no, they're trying to get out of this place, it's, it's all isolated, there's no way they can get out, there's no one around. Suddenly they hear this noise, there's this huge grader comes, the grader pulls the car out of the ditch, they're out of the car, they're out of the, they're out of the ditch, they turn around to thank the, the grader and the, thank the driver of the grader and there's no one there. And there's no marks in the snow either. He will set his angels charge over you. Put your hands together for an almighty God that we serve. How awesome is our God. Right, let's get tough now. This is a soft part. Now I'm going to wind into some heavier stuff. All right, you ready for this? What about the values of the kingdom of darkness compared to the values of the kingdom of God? I wonder which kingdom you live in when it comes to values because they are very, very different and the world can deceive us into living for the values of the world. So let's go to Jeremiah, verse 9, 23 to 24, and it says this. Thus says the Lord, verse 23, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the... This is Jeremiah 9, 23. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But him who glories, let him glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness on the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. The world measures success basically by three things. Number one, wisdom or intelligence. So when you're going through kids, or kids are going through kids, uh, school, parents love to say, oh, he's really bright. Why do we love that? Because that's one of our values. So if you're bright, you're someone. If you're not bright, you're less. Isn't that true? You know, some schools now they go, you know, 3A, B. When I was at Auckland Grammar, I was talking to the chairman of the board the other, the other day, and he said they go, when I, it was bad enough when I was there, they went A, B, C, D, E, and then blah, blah, blah. Now they go to E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. I think something like that. Imagine being in 3O. You know, when others in 3A. I mean, what does that do for your self-esteem? Wouldn't it make you feel really valuable, really important? See, the world that measures value on intelligence. It's wrong. It's, tell a person it's wrong next to you. Tell them it's wrong. It's wrong, friends. You know what? Our intelligence level is a gift of God. Some are brighter than others. 
but it doesn't mean they're any closer to God, which is all that really matters. In the end, then the world measures uh, uh, values, one of their values is might or power or position or influence. People admire, look at that position they've got, look at that role they've got. We, we think, that, you know, you're a CEO, you're more important. Oh, so you're just, uh, okay, assistant, are you down there? Oh, that's pretty sad, isn't it? We look down on those people. Talk to a CEO, you suddenly sharpen up. Think I better act bright. Why? Because we value people based on their position. Friends, it's wrong. It is wrong. Because we're not in that kingdom. We're in the kingdom of God. Jesus, the most powerful person in the world, came as a servant. Yeah, he washed the disciples' feet. What a, that's why this tonight, what is it, upward falling? Is that right? Or was it, someone yell out. Upward falling? Yeah, upward falling. That's why it's such an important message. Upward falling, it's the whole opposite to what the world would try and tell. Then the world goes after riches. Money, 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 money. The world and some of us love money. How does God view all this? Well, above wisdom, intelligence, above might, and power and position, above riches, the kingdom of God values knowing Him. Knowing God. If you're going to glory, glory in this, that you know and understand me. People who know God, those in the kingdom of darkness put their energy into rewards now in this life. That's all that matters. How am I doing in this life? Have I got what I want? Is it, you know, have I, am I intelligent? I've got position. Have I got money? That's all that matters. When you're in the kingdom of God, friends, you live for another world. Your focus is on what's waiting for you when you get to the other side. Here's a question. Where is your focus? Is it on your house on earth? or the mansion you're building in heaven? What, what consumes your thinking? Like tomorrow, what are you going to think about? Your house here, or what you're building up there? Friends, it's two different kingdoms. You want to make sure you don't have a mansion on earth and a New Zealand batch with a long drop in heaven. <laughs> and no running water or power while your friends are up in mansions in the sky when they just had a not much down here. Hey, if you can have both, good on you. But where's your focus? What are you thinking about? Then you say, well, how do I get my mansion in the sky? Well, you serve God with every ounce of energy and strength you have. You pursue the call of God upon your life and make sure you fulfill it. That's how you do it. So what are you focusing on? Your position on earth or what's going to be waiting for you in heaven? What are you focusing on? Your bank account here or your bank account up there? Which one do you think about more? Tomorrow. You know, what are you going to think about? You're going to think, man, Gosh, you want to know how my account is up in heaven? God, what, let me work it out. Da, da. Or you just come in looking at your bank balance here. Because where your heart is, that's where you're going to follow. That's what you're going to focus on. That's what you're going to do. It's going very, 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 very quiet here right now. Yeah. I like it when it goes quiet. Because it usually means everyone's asleep and we can finish early. See, I'm sure some of you here, when you get to heaven, are going to be multi-millionaires, if not billionaires. Yeah, some of you will be. And I'd rather be a billionaire in heaven or a millionaire in heaven than one down here on earth, because the one on earth you just have for 20 or 30 years, but the one you have in heaven is for yours forever, for billions and millions, forever and ever and ever. Now, another value that the world really chases after is beauty. 
It's a huge focus, the pursuit of the body, beautiful. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And people give their lives, their energy, their time, their money to this. But I've got news for you. Don't matter what you do, old man wrinkle, gonna get you. He's gonna get you. Sooner or later, sooner or later, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter how long you go to the gym, all right, it's gonna get you. See, when you live according to the kingdom of God, listen, your focus is on developing inner beauty. Where's your focus? Just ask that question now. Tomorrow, next week, you're going to be, God, just got to, God, develop that character in me less. You know, God, make me more calm, more peace, more gentle, kind, loving, self-control. Da, 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 da. You're going to focus on that? Or you're going to be in front of that mirror in the morning for an hour and a half and Change your outfit three times. I know no one here is like that. but. Uh. However, having said all that, if the barn needs painting, paint it. All right? Some of you, please do paint it. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 4.16, therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You have this body for a short few years, a moment, a second, a whisper, a a vapor, a shadow, it's gone. (laughs) Then you get a resurrection body, which lasts forever. It needs no makeup, no gym workouts, no dieting, no expensive clothes, resurrection body. Keep that in mind. Okay, number four, handling adversity and trials. Those outside the kingdom of God have only their own strength to draw, and often that is not enough. But when you're in the kingdom of God, friends, you've got a power greater than yourself to draw on. There's a spirit of God dwells within us, and he can make you give you strength equal to every challenge, every trial, every battle that comes your way. You can be victorious. But without God's help, we're going to end up bitter, disillusioned, angry, unforgiving. All those things are going to take, get, get a hold of us, and they're going to dominate us and even control us. Because when you're not in the kingdom of God, where else do you turn to? Your own strength is limited. It's not enough. You can't make it through. But if you're a child of the kingdom of God, you can face the future with confidence. doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can pass it through the most difficult, challenging trials and come out sweeter and kinder and nicer because you're in the kingdom of God. Finally, we can expect as citizens of the kingdom of God, we are positioned for miracles. Miracles, miracles, miracles. They're our inheritance as the people of God. You know, sometimes we're all going to face impossible situations from time to time where there's no human result, no human answer, nothing on earth can help us. But then there is a power that is ours that can work a miracle for us. And we are positioned for miracles in a relationship, in your finances, in your job, your personal life. Psalm 66, verse 6. Remember the Red Sea? Enemy behind, water in front. Psalm 66, verse 6. He turned the sea into dry land. They went over the river on foot. Some of you need to pray, God, would you, you're in a possible situation. So God, would you part the Red Sea? I've prayed that prayer. I've prayed it. When I've placed something in I said, God, you can part the Red Sea. 
And I've seen God answer that prayer in my life at times. Peter in prison, Acts 12, 7, an angel of the Lord stood by him. A light shone in the prison. He struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. His chains fell off his hands. In prison, miracle from heaven. God sends an angel set free. You are positioned for a miracle when you belong to the kingdom of God. You need to expect, we need to expect more and more miracles in our lives. A man's wife left him. He's so devastated, decided to commit suicide. But God rescued him. Parked his car on a railway track, but the track was diverted and God spared his life. From that point, God began to work in his situation. His wife made a commitment to Christ. Finally, they got back together. They both went through Bible college. Ended up pastoring a large church and saw hundreds and hundreds of marriages restored by the power of God. Friends, never give up on a miracle. Doesn't matter what's happened in your life, no matter what situation is taking place, you are positioned for miracles when you're a member and a part of the kingdom of God. You see, friends, we need to plant our feet more firmly in the kingdom of God. We're citizens of God's kingdom. And as that, everything changes. Everything is different. How we think is diametrically opposed to how those who don't know Christ think. It's a different world. It's a different stratosphere. It's, a, it's just so far removed from your, your unsaved people and how they think and function and how they operate and what they value and what they do. It's two completely different worlds. And I think sometimes we get trapped into living as though we're in the kingdom of the world and subject to its forces and subject to how things happen in the world around us. But friends, we are not. We have been transferred from darkness to light. We've been transferred from the kingdom of, of, of Satan to the kingdom of God. And everything, everything has changed. But our thinking now needs to change to line up with the actual transformation that has taken place. Let faith rise in our hearts. We need not worry about our finances. We can trust God to watch over us and protect us. Let's not focus on worldly values of intelligence and, and position and money or beauty. And we can be confident that God will help us through every adversity and every trial as the musicians would please come. And we can live in continuous expectation of a miracle of God. If God be for us, tell me who can be against us in Jesus' name. Amen.